Okay, welcome everyone to the uh, new show that we are going to be putting up on this channel, the Fake Nerd Book Club, Fake Nerd Podcast Book Club, however you want to say it. It is an extension of our book club series that we do on our main show every week. Uh, in this case, we will be taking a series and discussing one volume uh, every new episode. Um, we have yet to figure out a lot of a lot of the how, how frequency how frequently the episodes will come out, but we're thinking about like every other week. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely keep you guys informed as we do that. This week uh, we have wasted space, a comic you probably didn't hear of, uh, but we're sh you should. And so we're going to touch on it now. And so hopefully you guys will uh, will recommendation. Uh, Sparks, you have all the information. Real quick, Brandon, um, have any of us heard of this comic before we picked no. it? That's unbelievable because both of us worked at a comic book store. Yeah. And this book, I think this book's really good. Even if it's like fine, this book should be known for how yeah. unique it is. Uh, go into the details parts. Okay, so uh, we're doing the first volume of Wasted Space, which is the first five issues. And it's written by Michael Morecci, illustrated by Hayden Sherman, colored by Jason Wordy, and lettered by Jim Campbell. Uh, this book's dope. This book's yeah. uh, <laughs> It's. Uh, I'm a big Rick Remender fan, and that, that that dude's very cynical, and he writes very um, he writes a very archetypal type of story, and I felt that in here. But it's as if he had some had like a couple drinks and he was feeling a little in a better mood than normal. So it's not as dark as normal, but it still has that cynicism, and it's like the perfect level of everything I love about fighting fascism and religion and action movies and robots and everything I could want in a comic, this is literally, this is it. This is this is one of the, my favorite things I've read this year. I'm so glad we picked it on a random wheel because uh, I cannot wait to read more of this comic. I think this comic is is the reason you read comic books, like really. Yeah, so this is, so we're picking the first volume of it and there's a three, so this is three volumes in total. Um, so we, so the next episode, volume two and the next episode, volume three, and then we'll pick another one. But uh, yeah, I had never heard of this book before uh, and we, Sparks, was tasked with picking what what our first book would be, and he picked a bunch of them. And we put them on a wheel and with a couple of other suggestions, and it just random a random happenstance. And uh, Ryan, you're absolutely right. I should have known about this comic. I yeah. can't believe I did it, and it was coming out around the time that I was heavily into comics. Mm -hmm. Like so, Me it wasn't too. it wasn't something that came out before. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show, like, so many comics come out. And this comes from Vault Comics, which is a relatively small publisher. Yeah. Um, they don't put out – I don't think that much stuff. Or if they do, I just – they don't market it well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, this feels like like an image book, like a, like a boom book. It feels like any high-budget high, high budget book. Um, it's got a great story about redemption and, like, trying to, trying to forget your past and then realizing you have to fight your past because, like, if you're a bad person, you can become a better person. You don't have to live that way. Um, there's a lot of really cool – science fiction elements that again weave in a lot of political topics we're talking about in these days are really relevant you know whether it's fascism whether it is uh, uh religious uh, uh uh brainwashing um or feeling like you you don't deserve to be to be better or you don't deserve happiness and those kind of things are are kind of universal whether it's fantasy science fiction um and i just think the writing here it's really crisp it's really sharp it's really funny and uh the whole group of characters Every one of them is unique and fun. Um, and Billy, Billy is such a wild character because uh, you just learn his story about how this dude was like chosen to be the, the voice of God and then realizing maybe God's not good and then realizing you're still going through with it and you are the reason that the universe is doomed. That is that is something I would write like on any day. That is something that that is so good. Uh, and I think it carries through every issue, Billy's pain and him wanting to escape from it. 
but ultimately realizing like I am the one who has to finish this myself. Uh, and I just thought this whole book was just fantastic, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Ben, yeah. did you want to say anything? Yeah. From the very first line of the very first page, I was like, I'm in for a crazy ride. Because when, when your comic book starts off with the galaxy is effed, it's like, okay, we're getting into some heavy shit here. And the whole, the whole thing was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of like seeing how Billy became the voice of the creator, which is essentially God. And even when we actually get to see the creator, because normally when in books like that, where someone's like, oh, yeah, I used to be the voice of God, and God doesn't listen. He never shows up. He doesn't do whatever, whatever. You see him in the first issue. He like he's a robot. Seeing the creator as like a a freaking robot from Bastar Galactica. I don't know what they're called. He's a he's a Island. regular yeah. regular looking humanoid, which which yeah. threw me off a little bit. Uh, yeah. because but like why wouldn't God choose a form that that makes sense to humans or something, right? Like he doesn't yeah. always have to be this omnipotent giant galactic uh, face, right? He can be just a person talking in your ear, which might be even worse because it's it's more realistic. It's some yeah. dude whispering in your ear. That's even yeah. that's even more troubling because he's always have- like. He's always whispering shit in Billy's ear, and it's so awful. And as he keeps whispering stuff in Billy's ear, Billy's just like, no, no, I'm done, I'm done. And he's like, oh, have I never steered you wrong? I never steered you wrong before. If you just do what I say, everything's going to be all hunky-dory. He's like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, the the backstory is that he uh, was told by the creator to back this dictator. Be like this is this this man was ordained by God and and you know th- things like that. But basically, yeah. And, and, but everyone hates him. He hates the dictator, and because of that, he lost his credibility in the eyes of the people and in because, himself. Because the creator backed this evil man. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah. And so now, and so now they're stuck with this evil man. But they were, but because, but because Billy was like, no, no, no. God has a plan. Like he, he is for us. He is, but. But this guy's awful. I do think it's important to point out that, like, they're very specific in the terminology of he is the creator. Yes. Because there are some other beings that show up that they're referred to in passing as gods. Yes. Yeah. And they they seem to be different. Like, uh, uh, the Legion. The Legion specifically. Oh, I like the Legion a lot. What a, yeah. what a fascinating guy. The Legion, like when we see like these uh these the, these weird things in this white void uh, receiving information constantly and they all start yelling death. I'm like, what is this? What kind of acid trip am I go am I under here? And then the Legion shows up and every time the Legion just goes somewhere and someone says just like someone swears, he's like, Please watch your language. It's like I read him yeah. in a voice that was very calm, but also just doesn't give a crap about you person. The new Nimrod from the recent X Men. I got the same. Yeah, yeah. yes, for sure. Yes. Uh, touching on what you just brought up, the moment I read because that's right at the end of issue one, where it's all the. I think they're also types of gods. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. are sitting around like plugged in? I'm like, oh man, like what if all the gods are like all of existence is just the gods' acid trip that they're enjoying, <laughs> and then they freak out because it's going wrong. <laughs> uh, that, that was my impression yeah, yeah. the moment I read that. I'm like, that's a, it's a bad trip, man. It's a bad trip. <laughs> Uh, I will say the the tagline is like get wasted, and I and I think that almost does a disservice to what this book is because it, it it paints itself as like whoa we're all getting drunk and like high and we're having a space adventure and while that is kind of true I think it is a little more serious than that and I think it's a little more a little more dramatic than what the marketing seems to be because every issue at the end it's like the next issue is get wasted and it's all like trippy sci-fi stuff and I'm like it is that but it's kind of not also you know what yeah. I mean it's a, it's got it's got there's a lot more heart 
There's a yeah, lot yeah. deeper. There's a lot deeper than that. And and one of the things that um that I like the characters. I think the characters are really well defined, and especially the killbot slash fuckbot. Oh my god, uh, Dust. What, yeah. What guy with the little smiley face. The, the killbot that has been reprogrammed to be a fuckbot. Yeah. But the fuckbot that loves him that was reprogrammed to be a killbot. Oh my god! Yes. You talk about soap opera drama in space. No, and now I want to be clear. I want to be clear to the audience. We are actually saying F U Q. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not F U C K. It's like it's like what you it's like uh uh it's essentially it's the French essentially we're saying the French word for seal. There you go. Yeah. It's uh yeah. it's like if you ever seen AI, the Steven Spielberg movie, uh, yeah. uh Jude Law is, is a fuckbot. He's a handsome looking dude who uh knows how to use his body. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, Dust is so fun because like he he he's like is is he Oh, there's the line where um, he's like, "Can you guys get married or something?" Ew, and he's like, "That's really uncool, man. You can't yeah, say that." They're like, <laughs> and then uh, and then Fury just looks around and is like, "That is really offensive," and he's like, yeah, right. "Sorry." My, I'm like, <laughs> my interpretation of Dust was, "This is like if Alfred were the same age as Bruce mm. and going out with him all the time." Yeah, okay, like his this is this is what that is because he's like more morally responsible, yes, but still gets in functionally the- better yeah. and takes care of him. <laughs> Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's one line, there's one, there's one bit uh, that I really enjoyed where he's being reprogrammed, and uh, he's just laying there on the table, and and Billy and Billy and the the girl, I forget her name, sorry, Molly Sue, Molly uh, Sue, yeah, and and they were um and they're arguing, and he just gets up, and then the next panel is he's just right next to them, and they're like, oh jeez, <laughs> yeah. I thought I think the comedy in this book comes off really well. It does. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think there's. I was trying to remember if there's any jokes that like didn't work for me, and I don't think any did. I think I enjoyed it throughout the entire five issues. God, I think one of my favorites is the part where uh, uh, Legion is pulling those worms out of the armor to find out where they are. Oh and yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "But oh, man, these gas prices are oh, nuts. They're, they're crazy." Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought for a moment, because of how I read it, I thought that was like one of those things where you're reading the dialogue on the next page because oh, yeah. the next page is kind of tied to fuel too. Yeah. And so I thought that was Billy talking at first, and I went back and I'm like, nope, Legion just straight up was <laughs> killed that guy, and then was like, man, gas prices though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my other favorite characters in this book is Molly Sue. Yes. She like, I freaking I freaking love Molly Sue. Just the just uh, especially like the scene when she's in the casino, drunk off her ass, and she's winning. She yeah. has like that pile of chips behind her. She's like, "Mommy needs a new pair of shoes. Let's put it on six. Doesn't um doesn't like the casino guy come and say like, "Hey, g- congratulations on winning all the money. Why don't you come with us and we'll give you a VIP prize?" And then someone kills him or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it wasn't. God, I'll I'll pull it up. I don't remember who. Exactly. So one of the things that one of the things that surprised oh, me yeah. about. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, this, mine's not relevant. Yours is relevant. I was going to go to a different point. Well, I think it's I think it's her brother. Her brother's. Oh yeah, her brother, the guy who oh. wants part of the ass, and the oh. ass will, the ass will not be conquered. Yeah. Oh god. Her her adoptive brother. Uh, well, she's adopted. He but he's an anarchist, absolutely an anarchist, and he kills their father, who is who has taken over Billy's position as the head priest, but yeah, he doesn't talk to God. No. But he doesn't no. hear God in his voice. Oh no, he's just scamming people. He just shows up in the casino, and that's when they first encounter him, and he's just straight up killing people. Yeah, that's what Legion again. Like he's 
he'll he'll kill people willy nilly, but he's just so nonchalant. And again, he's very much like Nimrod, where he's just like cracking jokes, or he's just like, I don't know why you guys are so mad about this. You know what's you know what surprised me more than anything about this book, and talk about like the heart of this book. There's actually two bits. One of the things is when when Billy's in prison. Yes. In prison in the anarchist ship, and he talks to that kid, oh, and he man. relates to him. And I was like, I thought this was going to go a completely different way. Yeah, it's very yeah. real. Yeah. I thought it was going to go like, oh, sci-fi, we're going to do this cool escape. But it's like, no, he talks to him. He talks him down. He understands him. He comes to him at a place. I was just like, shit. Yeah, like I know exactly where you're coming from because I was you once. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I, and it works. And I thought that was really incredible. The other well, thing I, is. I think- uh, I think that's also informed from like Billy talks about being the voice of the creator. He heard everybody's stories for the creator, and the creator didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, and so yeah. I think he he's like encountered so many people from so many places that feel just like this kid feels, and he's like, I know exactly how to talk to him. I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing, the other thing that surprised me is that the the Emperor Palpatine of the story uh, is killed. A great name. Hold on, his name is Devilus Yam. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's killed at the end of this, at the yeah. end of these five issues. Yeah, and and then so I thought the story was going to be about them taking taking out uh, uh, taking him out, but no, the story is that they're going to go after the creator. God, like, baby, it's such a good moment that the yeah. end of the of the fifth issue in this volume after they kill him, and it's like, oh, he's setting off a nuke, and now war is happening, and Legion's like, God, darn it, I told you, but you had to yeah. look. <laughs> Look, you gotta go kill the creator now, and he's like, "Oh, well, shit, yeah." Hell yeah, I'm gonna go that mission. Hell yeah. Well, you know, the creator just pops up. He's like, "Told you, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that, Billy. You shouldn't have done that." And then yeah, Legion yeah. pops up as like, "You just started events that will lead to the galaxy's destruction. The only way to do that is if you have you have to kill the creator." And he's like, "Yeah," doesn't hesitate. Just like, Not okay, what? He's Let's like, do it. I- I love when when Devilus Yam is is assassinated, and then his AI pops up with like this like cute anime girl. Oh hi, congratulations! You set up a nuke. Prepare for world devastation. And I'm yeah. like, man, this is like the tone is all over the place, and I love it. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. it go, and then the nuke, the warhead goes to that military base of the, the Argonians. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. goes to the new military Star base War. of the Argonians, and of course Billy's like, oh hey, the Argonians are essentially the bad guys of the galaxy besides us. So it's actually not that bad, not that bad. But then Legion's like, oh, dude, you effed up. So it turns out Legion might have been like, even though he's killing people, like the good guy, because he is, he's bringing balance yes. to, to the world. So now he's going to join, potentially join our team for the next volume, which is just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this one. I had to, I read this two weeks ago, I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah. Um, and I... I resisted re- reading more because I was like, I could read ahead. I also yeah, yeah. was the same. I was <laughs> reading it last was night. I was like, are we sure it's not six issues in this volume? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to wait. I want it to be fresh. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, as I was reading this last night, once I got done with the fifth chapter, I'm like, man, I, can't, I really want to read more. This is, I want to know what happens. I want to see if, if the crazy scheme of killing the creator falls through. I want to see that. Yeah, just talking more about, like, the emotion that they're able to show. Like, right before they, uh, before Billy kills Devil is Yam, is him standing over him, and, like, he's crying, Molly Sue's crying. Like, don't Everything do it. Everything is so emotional in that yeah. moment, and he freaking does it. And when it turns that page, and it's just, like, the red behind him, and it just says, blam, blam. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't think we were going to do it. And doesn't he, he says, like, like uh, this isn't for this, and this is for this, is for, this is for May. 
Yeah. And I, I didn't kill me. You did. And we yeah. learned that he had a he had a girlfriend or a wife that died in, in something that happened. And he, he Billy uh, doesn't blame himself. He blames the emperor. And yeah. that emotion, uh, it's powerful. And he kills the emperor, causing galactic civil war into the world, possibly. So let's talk about Molly, Molly Sue a little bit. Um, so she was adopted by this priest dude because she had uh, abilities to share visions. Mm-hmm. She has visions and she can share visions with people. Yeah. And these visions are supposedly given to her by the creator. Um, and she sees, and one of the, one of my favorite bits is actually the flashback where she see where's the cowboy dude with the six spurs on his feet. Oh, oh, yeah. And he's, and he's shown that he's going to kill his wife. So he bails, he leaves. I'm not going to kill my wife. And he ends up doing it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, because doesn't she like get mad and then like go look for him or something and he shoots her by accident or something like that? Yeah. So the wife goes to find goes to find him because he'd left and he and they just end up and he ends up killing her. It's like and, inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so all... she she knows that her visions are inevitable, which is why she went to find Billy because she wants to she wants she has a vision of the destruction of a planet and she wants to stop that planet from being destroyed. But she ultimately was kind of part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I love about like um, uh, again bringing like the X Men like like uh, the Destiny stuff and like the uh, the Mystique stuff like when you have someone who can tell the future but like it's not it is the future but like you don't know how you get there or why you get there and you try to stop it you just inevitably you inevitably create that future and that yeah. is always heartbreaking every time that happens in any type of media because like you are trying to stop destruction uh, any way you can but it's inevitable you can't mm-hmm. uh, and I just I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, I did too. I thought I I like that that moment a lot. I like that character a lot. It's a fun wrinkle. Yeah. Creates a little bit. It's kind of like it's honestly a little Firefly mixed with Rick Remender. Yeah, I was thinking Firefly like space cowboy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reading that story about um, when Molly met that cowboy and then like he learned he was going to kill his wife, so he left, and then he ended up doing it anyway. Like that's that was like little moments like that are sprinkled throughout the book. Like when he's talking to that kid in the prison cell, like so many beautiful little emotional moments are sprinkled in this funny sci-fi action movie. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's got everything. I think it's got everything. We talked about, we, yeah, exactly. We talked about how the tone is kind of all over the place, but it's so well balanced. I never yeah. feel that from moment to moment, we're getting off tone. Right. Every, yeah. all the tones are so well balanced and interweave into each other. And you never once feel like you're getting tone whiplash. You never feel like you're, you're kind of lost the point of the story. It's so concise and so consistent. And that's one of the things I really enjoyed about reading the book. Yeah. Uh, they did a great job with things like Molly Sue's dad, who's clearly an allegory for mega churches. Yes. Uh, and how gross that system is. And then uh, not just like when Billy talks to the boy, uh, in the cell, and it shows that that sinister system of how it, you know, uh, pulls people in. Something we talked about a lot with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also when he gets under her brother's skin, because he's calling out all his bullshit that he's just like grandstanding onto the oh, yeah. onto the issue, and it's like uh, you think that uh, you're doing something powerful, and you're just another asshole. Uh, yeah, yeah. He is. He is. He is part of the ass. That's, and I, that's I like, cool. And I, and I love that they're they they are uh, they'll they'll call themselves the ass because they make the acronym uh, you know uh, ASS like a uh, an anarchist society syndicate right yeah uh, and then at the very end they're like nobody takes out the ass and I'm like thank yes. you you did it you did it I'm proud of you love it it's willing it's willing to be super serious and emotional but also just be batshit bonkers because yeah. this is yeah. a 
you can do that. You're allowed. Yeah, like uh, one of my yeah. one of the fav- my favorite like speeches in the book is when Billy is talking to uh, Rex, the brother, about the whole freedom thing. He's like, "You don't know what freedom is. You think you do, but you're just whiny little bitches, and you're and just yeah. because you take something down, that's not true freedom." That, uh, that's the most recommender I was feeling. I was like, man, it's like, it's challenging, challenging him, challenging him. Yeah, and I, I, really, I was really liking that part. I was like, wow, this is pretty, he- this is, wow, he's got some good points, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, where he says, uh, you you guys just are just like everyone else. You want your point of view to be the only point of view. No one wants to listen or cooperate. It's all about power. It's about dropping a nuke and acting like you're doing the galaxy a favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what else the, is this? Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, we haven't talked about the art much. Uh, I think the art is really good. It's it's very messy, but not in a bad way. In right. a way that just that's his style. Where, um, uh, like, not everything is always drawn out. Or even sometimes, um, whenever you draw a character, like, you put, like, the lines in between their faces, like, to make it proportional and stuff. Some of that stuff's even still there. Uh, but it's, it feels very, not amateur. It just feels like it's just a couple people making a comic book. Right. It doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't feel like a Marvel comic, um, and that's again that's not a bad thing. I mean, like it feels like this is just a a, a group of people who wanted to make an awesome comic together. Um, it feels very low low budget in that way, and I really I just really like it, and I'm glad it connected with people uh, again because we didn't hear about it, but apparently all five of these issues sold out uh, when it was coming out, and it was a big success critically. Um, so I'm glad it got to continue. Yeah, I heard about his I heard about his other book Roche Limit. Yeah, I, I, we ooh, did we do that for a book club? Because I've read that book for sure. I don't think we. Did. I, I don't think we did it for a book club, but uh, I've definitely heard of it. Which I've also yeah. read. I didn't realize I I know this dude's work more than I thought. This dude knows how to do some good ass sci-fi. Yeah, I so but you know talking about the the art like you were talking about, I I really kind of a more. I really like fluid art art style, and for a lot of times when it goes to like superhero comics, I prefer my my art to be a little. I prefer my art to be. Not too cartoony, but definitely something um, that's not quite realistic. But this, but when I'm coming to like weird sci-fi, I prefer the art to get weird, and that's kind of yeah. what I what I felt right. here. It's weird, but you never lose track of what's happening in the story. The mm-hmm. art still concisely tells the story, and you always yeah. know where all, each of the characters are. And it helps that um, everyone looks very different. Like you have Billy, yeah. he's a white dude. Molly's uh, a black girl. You have uh, Dust, who is a blue robot. Who's half the time naked with a smiley face over his dick? Like uh, I love yeah, that. I love you that. Know, yeah, uh, it feels very much like Hawkeye, uh, the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Um, yeah, I just I'm a I'm a big fan of this book, and I'm really glad we picked it. I think um, the stuff with the creator is such an awesome way of doing that type of story instead of it being like a Cthulhu, just a voice, like you know, beyond the cosmic. Uh, it's it could be it could be anything. Like it could still be that, but it feels so personal when it's just a dude whispering in your ear, mm-hmm. "Hey, do all these bad things," because that feels so yeah. much more emotional to me. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we see the creator, he's like he's always kind of over, his face is over the shoulder, and he's always close to the guy's ear. So, so, you so he's always in a white suit, but when he gets mad, he turns into like a black red suit, and he yeah. does that like once or twice. And I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good little thing you do there. Uh, yeah. Also, I love his text box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like me too. It's, it's a black background with white text, and the text is it's like in comic books. Normally, when you read text, when you read text, all, everything is capitalized. But for this one, it's like normal, kind of like the Ultimate Comics did, where it's like normal, like uppercase and then lowercase um, letters. So it's like, hmm. I think that's supposed to show like because he is a higher power, he speaks on a, like a different level than human beings do. Yeah, and I really yeah. dug that. I really dug that about the creator. Yeah, all the presentations. Um, what was Dust Dust girlfriend with the robot jaw? She's Fury. So cool. 
Fury. What a cool lady. She just shows up. She's like, I'm just here to, to find my man. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so silly. I love it. Um, and then when they find out that they're supposed to get married, I'm like, he left her what? at the altar. Come on, Dust. I know who you are. What? Like, that's so. I, I, and now it looks like she'll be part of the crew. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. maybe even, like Legion might be joining the crew to help take out the creator. Like, um, yeah. we're. Issue five leaves in a really great spot. It like it opens up that world to be like, okay, so we beat the bad guy. Now let's beat the real bad guy. And I'm like, oh man, this can go on forever now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next volume. Me too. Yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, some great moment. I really like just on the first page, the very end where uh, uh, I was like, man, this is this is already. I know this is going to be a good story. Uh, where he has the bit where he says. I do have the fog on my on my mask though. I just have to breathe a little, and the whole galaxy goes away. Mm. And I was like, "Dang, dang!" <laughs> yeah, we're in it. Um, yeah, the thing that gave me—I was looking over the pages, and the thing that gave me the impression about uh, the opening before Legion comes out with all those guys sitting around, plugged into like the images that are dropping down above them—is uh, that like I feel like they're a type of gods uh, because there's this part where uh, the other ones like. What are you doing? Where are you going? And it's like they're all high off this or something. And he's like, time has come. Time is now. I have to go and wake us. Uh, like they're all just still sleeping and Legion is part of getting them functional again. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Like see, what, see how, I thought it was, how I thought it was, was they, are, they, they exist as, as a hive mind. Like they are, they, are, they are one person. They are one Legion. That's how I saw it. They... They could be potentially like the the man like the representation of the universe itself, and they feel the universe is dying. Whereas like the creator is above that, but like they feel like okay, so all of us were slowly dying. We need to take care of this, but uh, yeah, they're all high. It, it'll yeah. be interesting to understand their relationship with Legion a yeah. little better. If he's if he's just like an agent of theirs or something, yeah. Um, another another one of my favorite bits was when Legion shows up to the dude who's like doing processing looking at identification and stuff. Uh, yeah. And he said, and he says, uh, he says what Ben said with please watch your language. And he says, I also require live stream footage of your planet's activities. And the guy says, uh, hey, whatever you say, big guy, I just work here. And then he's bam, 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 you should take more pride in your work. Legion <laughs> 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 has a funny way of, of killing people because he bonks them on the head like, uh, like uh, what's it called? Like that old uh, rabbit song. Nobody but he's so it. he's so large. He's the largest yeah. thing that we've seen in this universe. So yeah. this just bonks people on the head. It smushes them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, uh, one of my favorite things I've read in a while. I, uh, I'm a big fan of this book. I'm excited. This was our first choice. Yeah, all the art design is so good. The story's really interesting. The characters are done really well. The humor's on point. I highly recommend it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think did it end at fifteen issues? Is that the final of it? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Uh, that one that that's a stinker. That stinks. But I'm glad they got more. Yeah. Um, if they, if they ever make like a omnibus of these fifteen issues, I will buy this hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would love call to see both scenes. Call it Vault Comics. Yes. Hey Vault. There's uh, some cool, okay. uh, when you get to the end. There are some cool covers that show like alternate art styles of the characters. They're all so super. Like, oh my god, that's so good. More, Dust is so hot. <laughs> more like represent basic representational that takes yeah. it out of its usual art style. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of really great covers. But there's but but I like what the the comic looks like most of the time. Yeah, I do too. Um, god, just some of the stuff they do about Legion is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this book god. is. Uh, there's so much detail in like in the background. Like, you don't when when you're when you have a lot of dialogue scenes. 
you don't necessarily always have to have backgrounds. Like we read a lot of comics. Sometimes it's just white backgrounds because you don't need a background. I feel like there's a serious background in like every single image. Like there's always a sprawling city. There's always like destruction. There's always space. Like they, the artists were not lazy on this book at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to touch on? No, I think that's it. Like, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this by now, like, we've talked about the whole book, but you should definitely read this book if you haven't, like 100%. Right. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be a little more detailed on our book clubs here, but people should be definitely checking it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that'll be it. Then that's our first episode of our new Fake Nerd Podcast book club series. Um, we love comic books. Let's talk about more comic books. That's where the, that's where the idea of this came from. We, we wanted more time to talk about comic books and specifically series of comic books. So we want to, so we want to share that with you and hopefully find you guys some inspiration to pick up some different books. Um, read along with us. That'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah I highly recommend it because this being outside our normal podcast format, we're really going to talk in detail about the books. Um, maybe in the future we'll talk about doing no spoilers, then spoilers mm, or yeah. something. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I also would highly recommend that uh, you should be reading it with us because um, we're definitely going to go in a little more detail than we usually do, obviously, mm-hmm. with uh, the link we can have here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that'll be the first episode. Our next episode will probably be in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know for sure. You have um, plenty of time to read that next volume. And this volume. Read the first volume and the second volume. Plenty of time. Um, okay, so I guess that'll that'll do it. As always, you can find make sure to like and subscribe on this video. Subscribe to our channel. Um, tell your friends. Um, we have tons of videos on our YouTube page right now. This is not the only one. Uh, we have our fake nerd podcast uh, videos. We've been doing live streams because of the quarantine going on right now. Um, we coming up. We have our anniversary, and we have our uh Artemis Fowl episode. I forgot what the movie was called for a second. Um we got the Artemis Fowl episode and we've been going through the DC animated movies. So you want to check those those episodes out for sure. Those are a lot of fun. As well as we have Fake Nerds Watch where we go through a bunch of episodes uh for TV shows. It's kind of our after show. We may be doing another one soon. We'll discuss it. We'll see what's going on. Um and right now you can check out, you know, hey, you want to rewatch Watchmen in quarantine? Watch our watch our after show. We only we watch Swamp Thing. Never been a more apt time to watch uh, a Watchmen, and that show only came out a year ago. Yeah, and then watch our after show on here, and like those videos, and subscribe to our channel. Um, and we also have our Basement Arcade series where we've gone through a lot of cool games. Right now, we are going through Mortal Kombat Nine, um, and so there's all that. So definitely want to keep checking out this channel. Click the little bell icon. Unless, uh, if that's all, you can find us on fakenerdpodcast.com, uh, fakenerdpodcast on all of our socials. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at benmagnet27. Sparks? Uh, you can find me uh, just doing whatever I can to enjoy my time with comic books. At SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? I am... Sorry, I am Ryan at DJ Tony Snark. Uh, you can find me on Twitch or YouTube at DJ Tony Snark 616. I'm sometimes streaming when I'm not too busy trying to be political. All right, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this new show, and hopefully you'll enjoy the rest of it when we come, when we come out with them. Um, until next time, guys, stay fake nerds.
Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Stretch it out, boys. Stretch it out. Loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. I changed my shirt specifically because I knew we were recording today. Good. 